to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello. What our, up? Our Aloha. First, <laughs> our first broadcast from Los Angeles. At least I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm still in Hawaii. Yeah. Where else would I be? Right. And so for you, it's an hour earlier now that we're doing this because Hawaii doesn't have a time zone change. Correct. And for, and for me, the craziest sequence of like hour changing events, I was in Arizona and Arizona's time zone, uh, they don't do the daylight savings thing. So, but I went from Arizona to California on the day of the time change. And so my clocks didn't have to change, but now everything's an hour earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, so complicated. I know it's so strange. Like what are the chances that I would do that exactly? I it's don't know. It's interesting how like time is always like a topic that comes up. It's similar to like weather. I'm like, oh, like yeah. the weather's kind of cool. Like, oh, like it's kind of, early still in the day or it's so late time right. is going by so slow uh, yeah yeah time's very important to us it's a very huge element of our experience here on this 3d planet and i maybe it's because it isn't an element at all outside of the 3d planet that there is no such thing as time mm. and if you think about it like you know think about how we talk like i'm making sounds out of my mouth that all have to like a begin and end and in between there's like a eh, and uh, and, ah, and like this weirdness and you it makes no sense at all unless there's time you mm -hmm. have to you have to hear the whole sentence more or less and or the whole the word and then you go oh i know what that word meant okay what other weird noises is he making <laughs> oh okay now i know what that word meant and so on and so forth it's just so strange like without time we couldn't talk. Mm. It was very, it just reminded me of right before the show where I just couldn't find the words to <laughs> yeah, right. whatever we were talking about. And I just like slurred a couple different <laughs> yeah. vowels and sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we do. And, uh, you know, the other thing that's kind of amazing, and I've thought about this, is that we are, we are so used to how everything works. We don't question all kinds of stuff. And here's one of the things that we don't question, and it's gonna sound so stupid. All right, we do not question that in three seconds from now, we're still gonna be sitting in the same spot. We're still mm -hmm. going to be having this conversation and the world is not going to end or we're not suddenly going to be upside down or we're not suddenly going to be in some other dimension. We, we have such confidence and faith that all of this stuff is just going to remain consistent. And if we didn't have that confidence and faith that everything was going to remain consistent, <laughs> then we would be a wreck. We would just be like, well, you know, <laughs> everything's going to go wrong any second. I just know it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something just being completely tense and completely anxious for like the yeah. next couple of seconds? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Everything's going to be different. I'm going to be inside out in three seconds. I know it. <laughs> oh, 
well, it's kind of like what anxiety does to us. Like yesterday, my thoughts were kind of like rushing a little bit. And I'm like, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to take a nap. But instead of like taking a nap, I like listened to a meditation and it, it knocked me out. But then after that, it was like some hang drum, like heart chakra music that played. And when I woke up, it was like 25 minutes into that song. And I'm like, wow, I fell asleep pretty deeply. But it felt like hours and hours yeah. And then, like, in that nap, it felt like I probably went to, like, a different dimension or whatever. But right. I felt so at peace and so calm with myself. I, mm -hmm. like, wondered, like, why did I even have those weird thoughts? Like, why was I being so anxious or, like, making up scenarios? So it's definitely interesting how, like, when you give yourself the rest or to, like, just take time away from time, then you're able to, like, recharge and feel better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then another kind of, like, side uh, uh, topic from that is the idea that we intentionally lay down and go unconscious. Like, okay, everyone, <laughs> I am going to, to drop out of consciousness <laughs> for a bit, <laughs> you know, like so weird. Like normally you don't want that to happen. Like, Oh, I'm driving down the road. I hope I don't fall unconscious <laughs> while I'm driving down the road. Like that would be really bad right now. But yet we intentionally like, you know, uh, knock ourselves out with mm -hmm. our intention. So yeah. weird. But it's also, I feel like it's not like unconscious. I feel like I'm still super, it's almost like a different level of consciousness when I'm napping, or it feels like it's like a much better consciousness that I prefer. Um, do you ever get that when you nap? <laughs> oh, okay. So you like prefer, you like prefer being unconscious. Well, okay. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. It's not like that. I prefer, but it's like, why <laughs> am I feeling this way? Like in my body also, or is this like the state that I'm supposed to get to <laughs> right now? You're just like, you know what? I'm not really enjoying this. I'm not really enjoying being here, having this consciousness experience with you, Zane. I'm just going to go ahead and go unconscious right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like it way better. <laughs> I'd rather be taking a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just because you enjoy that state of consciousness so much more. And, <laughs> and I'll just keep talking. You know, we'll just keep on going. <laughs> Well, that's not what I mean, but like I feel like, the, <laughs> I feel like the activities that I do now, I try to like attain them to like the level that I am when I'm like in my like sleep state or when I'm more of like super aware and just like calm. So I want to make sure that wherever I am, I'm also like okay inside that I'm not like wishy washy or like you know three seconds ahead in time, but like super super present. Because when you're napping, you're mm. just really just taking all of the things that are coming into you you're not like i don't feel like you don't think when you're dreaming you just let everything be and let everything happen and like sure. maybe you'll think of like if you're sometimes i get like battle scene like dreams where i'm just like a hero and like trying to fight off something where like i'll like plan out my like little little route that that i'm gonna be doing but i feel like it's like a fight or flight type of mode that you're still just like at a go pace and like oh like what if i die or what if all of these things come to me it's a really interesting uh, concept that you're that you're more in the moment while you're dreaming than you are when you're awake. And I think that there's that's pretty valid because I think most of the time we walk around thinking about something outside of where we are. We're not thinking about 
the sidewalk or the grass that we're walking in. We're not thinking about the sun and the trees or the wind or mm-hmm. any of that. We're thinking about where we're headed, where we're going, what we've been doing, what we're going to do tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not very much in the now. Whereas I think in a dream state, you're not laying there sleeping, dreaming about, you know, giant gargoyles and monsters and stuff and going, huh, I wonder if I should do my laundry tomorrow. Right. Like you're not, you're you're definitely very present with that. So that's a really cool kind of idea. I hadn't thought of it that way before. It kind of reminds me of our topic today that in my dream state, I don't try to change anything. (laughs) You always, with Monica, with the transition, with the segue. Yay. <clears throat> right. So I mean, I didn't plan for this transition, but it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it always does, though. That's what's kind of awesome. <laughs> I do want to say hello to Laura Runner Runner, who sent us a comment. And anybody else, if you have any comments about what you experience in the dream state, the awake state, and with the changing of others state. So this this topic came up because uh, I w- was working with a student who said to me something to the effect of, can you give me an activation that will make other people respect me? Because she was running into some problems with work at work being disrespected. And I thought it was a really interesting kind of comment. And often we, we, we look at things in that way. We go, you know, I'm doing great, right? Like I'm, I'm ascending, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm doing so much better, but yet the outside world doesn't continue to, uh, to respect me. And so how am I going to make that happen? And so if we're, you know, we can use the mirror example. Have you ever seen this? Like if you look into a mirror, do you go to the mirror and try to make your face smile? Like, or do you, do you just, you know, make your face smile? Have you ever seen, heard of that? I love that phrase. Like how often do you look in a mirror and go, "Mm, I'm not smiling. Let me, let me like change. Let's, let's change my, my face. It's like, no, you can't do that. You can only change yourself. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, you can't do that to someone else either. You can't walk up to them and make them suddenly smile or make them feel great or make them stop abusing you or, or any of those things. So it's always an opportunity for growth for yourself. And if you look at it, like you've got to change someone, someone else, you're really missing out on this incredible opportunity to make a change to yourself or to allow yourself to, to um, see that person as your greatest teacher. And, and that's not easy to do, especially when you're being abused or they're like, or somebody who thinks they're better than you. And, and you're like, oh, you know, this is driving me crazy. Like, oh, and then you say, that's your greatest teacher. Like, F you, right? No way. That person sucks. <laughs> they think they're my greatest teacher, but they are not. And so to make that change is, is, is really amazing to be able to do. What do you mean by they're not my greatest teacher. Okay. Well, what do you mean? So do you understand the concept of they, that they would be your greatest teacher because you have to yeah. make this yourself. Okay. So yeah. if they're, if, if, okay. We're, 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 you're we're, thinking, so they're thinking that they're your greatest teacher or you're right. thinking that. Right. You, you need to think that, right. Mm-hmm. That's your ideal to look at them as your greatest teacher. Now, in the example that I just gave, it was actually a a real world example. And I think it's where the first time this person's your greatest teacher ever popped into my mind. Mm -hmm. I was working with someone who had um, a friend of his who was, you know, like kind of abusing him and always trying to tell him 
Oh boy, I gotta do names because this is gonna get confusing. Uh, so my friend Larry, it's not his name, and his friend Bart. Bart was abusing Larry, right? <laughs> right. Okay. And so Larry's talking to me about Bart is abusing me all the time, and Bart is making me feel small. Bart thinks that he is this incredibly wise person. Okay. And every time I Larry screws something up or does anything. Bart is there to tell me how dumb I am or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, and he's like, this guy is not that smart. He thinks he is, but he's mm -hmm. not that great. And so I'm telling Larry, well, Bart is your greatest teacher. And he's just like, no way. Like he, that was the, the last thing he wanted to hear because mm -hmm. he's constantly fighting against that concept. So, so, but, but by being able to finally go, Oh, in this weird <laughs> bass backwards way. Yeah. He is my greatest teacher because I have to get over this disdain that I have for Bart. Right. Yeah. No, that clarifies much better. I'm sure anyone listening understands <laughs> yeah. this much better now because I'm like, yeah, yeah. too many. <laughs> my, yeah. my too consciousness, many. you know, went for a nap while you were talking <laughs> in that first story. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's easy to get lost. Can you just like dumb it down a little bit? Or not even <laughs> dumb it down? Can you just simplify it? Like I'm five years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know no, me. for sure. It's uh it's definitely anyone that is like irritating us, they're definitely a really good teacher for us. And it's good to remember that even though you're in this flow of irritation or maybe even consistent irritation, because I do know people that are in relationships that are constantly like in a never ending like battle and neither of them are working on themselves to, to accept the other or to change because right. they're constantly blaming the other person for their faults instead of actually like accepting, you know, within them like, Hey, well maybe there's actually something that I need to do for this other person to not make them react this way anymore right maybe there's actually still something within me that i need to heal from something else before i can move forward or before this person realizes that they're hurting me so right. i think there's definitely different stages that everyone is in but you got to accept all of them and even if it is abusive you gotta you know either you know get out right away or reevaluate why you're actually in this moment Right. Yep. There's so much self-care there and we don't often mm -hmm. think of self-care in that sort of situation, but it truly is. And I like what Phillips says here, unconditional love of the other as self, right, is mm -hmm. very challenging. And that is the the path to enlightenment, Un unconditional love of other as self. There's a, um, there's a, there's a state of bliss that's called paramananda, which is a Sanskrit word. <clears throat> and it's similar to Ananda, which is the Kundalini awakening experience, but the bliss experience of walking around for the rest of your life, realizing that everyone is self and recognizing the self in all that you, you achieve and you experience. And when you do that now, really nothing can go wrong for you because you know, everything is you and you are just here to experience all of the, the abuse situations and the, the love situations and everything in between as this amazing observer who, you know, is watching this incredible movie that you're the main character for and everybody is as well. And you created the movie. 
you know, in yeah. your in your soul self or in your source self. So yeah, that's that is your ultimate goal. And so trying to change someone else is the opposite of that. It is going to take you further and further away from that because that 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 is a judgment based process. You're saying that you're judging them and you're saying that they aren't good enough. So mm -hmm. you have to make them change so that they are good enough instead of looking at them and saying, oh, okay, I wonder what they've been sent here to do to, for me. What kind of a opportunity do they give me to change, mm -hmm. to improve myself, to to have tolerance to actually see everyone as the self. That's where, that's where real growth and, and beauty occurs. Yeah. Definitely had something to add, but it just slipped out of my head. I do that sometimes too. Like I'll sometimes take notes just because like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to forget this thing. This really great thing, but it's gone. So I keep looking down at my phone. Well, We'll transition to this for a second. I keep looking down at my phone because my phone <laughs> blew up. <laughs> it's blowing up. It's blowing up. It's like every second there's a notification and I've never experienced this before. Like, uh, so to give everybody a backstory, I made a TikTok video yesterday and the TikTok video said it was a 15 second TikTok video. And it said, <laughs> it said, I can check to see if you have a negative entity attachment. Just leave a comment and I'll check. Now I've done this before a couple of times on Instagram and you know, maybe I got 90 comments, you know, 50 comments or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, well we'll do that and it'll be great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whoops. Uh, what was the number? I already forget. Uh, You're like at almost 7k. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's 6,400 <laughs> comments right now. May, probably more because that was like, you know, 15 minutes ago that it was that 6,400. And and uh, what is it? 64,000 views or something like that. Like I already now have more followers and, and more views on TikTok than I've ever had on YouTube. And I've been working on my YouTube channel for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of nuts and and fun you know it's exciting but i have no idea how i am ever going to respond to these people <laughs> like, like i don't think i'm going to be able to and i i was already like okay like could i have like a team you know a team of people that are going through and commenting on responding to all these people like people that are that also can detect if people have negative entity mm -hmm. attachments because it would be really cool to be able to respond to them all. It would be amazing to be able mm -hmm. to respond to all those folks. I just don't. Well, it's not like, well, again, with the concept of time, maybe it's not about, you know, responding to them as quickly as you can. But, you know, eventually you will achieve that goal of responding to everyone. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, it might be the last person that you respond to that has a really heavy negative entity. And they're going to be so thankful that you detected it. Right. And, you know, they waited and waited and, you know, they already had it for a couple of years or maybe a couple of months and, you know, an, another extra day or week of waiting to see if they have it is definitely going to change their life. Right. Well, some of these folks have had them for their entire lives for 20, 30, 40 years. It's really crazy what we run into in this world. Yeah. So it's just 99 more notifications. Boom, boom. So it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Every time that goes off, it's another person I should respond to. <laughs>
But, well, you but can't always cool. turn off. You can't always turn off the notifications. I know. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to because that's how I notice when someone's writing me something on on other social media, and so I'll mm -hmm. eventually ignore it, which is not what I want to do. Right? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be responsive to people. So that's good. Well, you're right sharing, now, we're sharing your gifts to the world. Yeah, it's really beautiful and wonderful to be able to do that. Um, and uh, you know, there's only and it's so nice. There's only seven people watching us right now. So <laughs> whew, feels pretty good. Um, so so if any of the seven people would like to know if they have a negative entity attachment, <laughs> I might as well open it up because I, I can handle that. That's not a problem. <laughs> that's awesome, Zane. Um, so it's interesting how the world is shifting to quick information too, mm -hmm. with like TikTok or even Instagram that, you know, they want something instantly. And I even, I even downloaded TikTok not that long ago and I was just finding so much more useful information within a couple of seconds than, you know, watching a full 30 minute YouTube video that went that didn't even give me any information. So it's again, it's like people are seeing the value of time more because TikTok is everything is just like, you know, 15 seconds. Oh, I'm going to find out a negative entity right now. I'm going to comment now instead of watching your 30 minute YouTube video or 15 minute YouTube yeah. video right. um, to get some information. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you, uh, TikTok videos can be a minute at like at, 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 at its longest. And, uh, and so that, you know, YouTube videos are like 12, 15, 20, you know, something like yeah. that in many cases. And that means that people can get through so much more content. I think that's why things blow up so easily is because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it only takes a few moments to watch. Whereas, you know, you get three videos an hour on YouTube and you can get 60 plus videos an hour in TikTok. And so the numbers really skyrocket as a result of that. So it's kind of cool. So I got already, we got a couple of people asking if they have entities. So Laura, runner, runner, I'm getting that you do not currently have one, Laura. So that's, that's awesome. Um, I know that you were in one of my um, workshops and uh, let me know in the comments if you're, you're experiencing symptoms still. Um, and then Jackie. Yeah, I think Jackie, I'm de I am detecting something with Jackie right now. So yeah, so if you haven't already, Jackie, you might want to, I've got another uh, free workshop today. Oh no, the time, <laughs> 2 p.m. Pacific time. And you can, um, where can you find it? Oh, if you're on YouTube, I see. So if you go to any of my negative entity attachment videos, there'll be a link in the description on how you can join that. And that's, I've got a lot more people signed up from that because I've been trying to direct the people from TikTok to go to that <laughs> for those who are asking. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say, but I just lost it. So then in uh, terms of changing people, um, does a negative entity play a big role in changing you as a person then? Uh, does the negative entity change you change as a person? You? Yeah. Um, so like, say how, like, I would say like, I am trying to change you. Does a negative entity try to change you as well? Essentially. I mean, whether it's direct or indirect, uh, yes, because it's trying to, it's really trying to make you miserable and it's trying to make you miserable so that 
you take some sort of action. I mean, that's that's why you would have given one to yourself. And so the concept of, you know, it's in your soul contract. You're you're like, if I haven't, uh, you know, realized my spiritual gifts, or if I haven't raised my vibration enough, or if I haven't, you know, started on my life's purpose or mission then uh, by X amount of time or years or whatever, then sick them, you know, give me a negative entity attachment so that mm -hmm. it drives me to take the action necessary to do all those things or any or one of those things. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that, you know, a lot of times people don't look at it that way. They look at it like, oh, I caught this, you know, and why did mm -hmm. I catch it? And how, oh, I was around someone else who had one and it jumped on me or blah, blah. Like it doesn't, that doesn't matter at all. It's, it's whether it's in your soul contract or not. And to open yourself up to the idea that you might have intentionally done it so that you can take some sort of great action in life. So. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just said about, you know, give me a negative entity in, when I'm not living my purpose or, you know, right. at a certain time in my life. Could that also be like an injury or like some, something else in your life that's a bit tragic that helps you speed up your, to your process of awakening? Oh, yeah, right. That's just one of many, right? Like, so you can have a near-death experience. You can have an mm -hmm. ayahuasca experience. You can have yeah. any number of different things that will open you up to that. And so... Yeah, the negative entity one is is you know it's like why did I choose that one for right like that one sucks <laughs> like I would much rather why didn't I choose ayahuasca or or a near death experience or something well mm -hmm. near death can be kind of rough too but but still but usually it does take and and yet you know if you think about it many people to many people look at ayahuasca as a pretty nasty experience as well um, so yeah. it does seem kind of interesting that it does come from a negative experience usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like how I had my surf accidents that helped me get closer to to myself too. So yeah, or even heartbreaks or yep. even getting out of a relationship where someone's trying to change you constantly. Mm -hmm. So there's always you know something from a bad point of view that's going to take you into your ascension or into your next level of being your true self. Right. Yeah. So so maybe like. Um, maybe we should do an example like, okay, let's say that you have a spouse and you truly love this spouse and yet they are treating you poorly. They are treating you and in a terrible way, one that you believe you, you don't deserve. And, and so you don't want to just walk out and leave. Maybe there's kids involved. Maybe there's more complication to it all. So you're like, ah, I don't just want to walk out of the situation. I want to try to make it work. Okay. And this is where we start to go down the path of, well, in order to make it work, all they need to do is this thing and that thing and that thing. And yeah. so you start working on them. And obviously that is the opposite approach that, of what will actually work. If you can finally have a conversation where, you know, you can get them to kind of be open to the idea that, hey, we should try to be a team, then great. But most likely, you're not going to be able to get there. Looked like you were about to say something. Me? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. So in that scenario, what's the best approach? Do you already have a thought on that? I'll put you on the spot, Monica. Well, I was thinking more of like, what if that person doesn't want to change? Or they're just like grumpy or just, you know. Yeah, precisely. Cause, exactly. Cause, yeah, because like there's a situation where you just don't know where to where to go or there's just a 
full-on stuck mode where they don't want to go to therapy or they don't want to you know make make a make a change right whatever. yep absolutely so it's so definitely hard to like change someone without them even wanting to change <laughs> yeah it's impossible right mm -hmm. so what's the what's the best approach well that would be in my opinion it would still be self-love it would still be working on yourself and you know trying to you know you know just work on whatever it is that you need to release to so like why do you feel that you need to change this person or why do you feel that you need to make something shift maybe it's just incorporating something more in your day that makes you fulfilled that will just raise your vibration so that way when this other person comes into your life it's not really going to affect you you've like created a shield upon yourself and it's going to be harder for it to break and Honestly, like if I'm in a really, if I were ever in a situation where someone's just constantly like breaking my heart, I would take the courage and to just leave because sure. I don't think anyone deserves to be treated on poorly or to be treated like a trash bag or like a punching bag. Trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> punching bag or whatever. Right. I like but trash bag. Yeah. I feel like once a person decides to really leave there's going to be a really beautiful support team coming from it and it's going to help you open up in new ways that you never knew you could right so there's yeah, definitely a silver lining to things but i would say first step is always just working on yourself with doing activities that you love or maybe something that you couldn't couldn't have done um yeah if there's a kid also like Laura is saying, that's definitely mm -hmm. harder. But yeah. you also want to see, well, what's best for this child? Does this child want to see a broken family, or this this child want to see a strong parent? That I want to know if if Laura means that the that the child is the one that's abusing or being abused. Because yeah, if there's a child involved, that's one thing. But mm -hmm. if it's actually the child who's abusing you. <laughs> Right. And then, and so now you can't really do anything about that from a, I'm not just, I'm not just going to leave them. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so you do have to. So I, I do like the idea of the one where you're stuck, whatever the reason is you've decided and, or that is the situation. The child is the abuser. Yes. Um, the, the, it, it is the situation or, um, or, whatever you've decided ultimately, because, because it still is your decision. You've decided that you're stuck in this situation. So now how do you, how, how do you go about it? So if there's a couple of angles here, because if it's, if you are the parent and the child is abusing you, you are mm -hmm. still the parent and still, and so you still get to try to change the child. Like that is, that is part of your role as a parent. Now, mm -hmm. if the child is an adult, <laughs> too bad, you know, now they, they are their own person. They're on their own journey. And so now you have to look at yourself and go, okay, so why would I have chosen to have this experience? Why would I have chosen to have a child who's abusing me, who's an adult now, and I can't do anything about it? What was I get? What was I supposed to get out of this? And by asking it from that question, rather than how do I handle it, to ask instead, what can I get out of it? It, it, it frames it completely differently. So now you go, okay, so I can get tolerance. I can get patience. I can get, uh, 
um, this self-love sort of situation. I can get confidence. There's, there's an awful lot of things that I could potentially get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So now how am I going to approach that? How can I take a, a, a look at this and, and start to do that? Yeah. Do you have any it's thoughts? It's almost like you need to give the other person space before just implying things onto them. So before even giving suggestions, maybe like a silent treatment is what they need because they're getting so much attention from you trying to to be like, hey, do this, do that. Like, what if we we tried this or tried that? I would say try a silent treatment and show make them tr- miss you in a way mm-hmm. because sometimes they, sometimes they get triggered by you trying to help them because they can't accept the help right now in this moment yeah. but maybe maybe through some space through some time they're gonna realize like whoa like i it's actually it is me it, i am actually the problem um if it's a child it would be again i think the silent treatment would be it because they're getting too much attention and too much attention with you trying to help them, but they don't even know how to be helped or understand it yet, depending on the age of the person. And if it's an adult child, I mean, I'm 28, like I would rather just not talk to, to my parents if it, if it was something that was that, that they were, you know, if they were, if they were supposedly abusing me, I'd rather just get, time away from it um and then let time heal heal on its own because even with me moving to hawaii my my relationship with my parents has definitely gotten better because i'm not constantly hearing things that are making me get triggered or things that used to get me triggered aren't getting me triggered anymore so it's definitely i feel like time is the most precious thing with trying to heal any type of relationship Um, yeah yeah, I think that's that's an interesting one. I probably wouldn't have thought of that, but that's and that would probably work in a very specific situation. The 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 idea because if you if you you're going into a silent treatment strategy, then I think at that point you're saying that um, that you've lost all power, and so that would be one way to try to get a little bit of power back is to not be chasing them, but make them have to chase you a little. Which is, which is kind of cool and an interesting strategy. But like I said, I think it's very specific. One of the yeah. ways that I would do with somebody like that, where you're kind of forced to be around them and they're abusing you, is to really go into a, they are the most hilarious person you've ever seen. Like in every way that they abuse you, it is funny. It is, look at how hard they're trying. Look at all these things that they're trying. They're trying to get a reaction from me like why why try to get a reaction from me like you know it's hilarious that they would work so hard at this uh and and you know and and to really now obviously you probably don't want to laugh at them during the situation but you're laughing inside and seeing them as a character in a play you're seeing them as a character in a movie you know that you know they've been sent here to to create to try to create this emotional response in you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you know that someone is trying to create an emotional response in you, I think that you might enjoy that experience. Oh yeah. You think you can create an emotional response in me? Good luck. And, Mm -hmm. and that will make you stronger in those sorts of situations to, to be able to go, 
I'm not going to buy into that abuse. I'm not going to buy into what you're saying. I know you're just saying that to get a reaction out of me or mm -hmm. you're just doing that to get a reaction out of me. <clears throat> and so I want to challenge myself and see if I can not have a reaction. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, we've got it. That's, that's a really good one that you pointed out. It's that being an observer versus the reactor, which is really just, you know, letting that person vent to you and it is in a negative way right but to know that it's not to you they're actually doing it to themselves they're venting to themselves because they don't know how to vent it in their own words you know through journaling or through other exercises but they're using you as unfortunately as that punching bag right. and it's like how it's going to take Again, it's going to just take time, but you don't want time to go on so long that you just that you just dig, dug yourself in this huge hole and now you've kind of lost yourself as a person. Because once you forget about yourself because someone else is treating you, you know, poorly, <laughs> then I think that's a huge red flag that you need to seek help or sure. a friend or or anything else. Yeah, when someone is having an emotional outburst toward you, then they are creating an emotional experience for themselves. And if you can be in a non-emotional or have a non-emotional response, mm -hmm. then they are just creating negativity for themselves. So they, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's that it's that whole idea that um if somebody is angry at you, they're the ones who are experiencing the lower vibrational emotion of anger. So they're causing this problem for themselves. And and if you are above all that and just be like, oh, okay, go ahead and be angry, I guess. You know, enjoy that anger experience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to participate in a in a, in a reactive emotional experience to that. I'm just going to watch you and you know, find your temper tantrum or whatever, highly entertaining. So go enjoy that. And mm -hmm. let me know when you're all done with all that. And I'd be happy to have this incredible, you know, uh, grounded conversation with you. But until mm -hmm. then, there's no point in having any kind of emotional reaction to you, because we're not going to ever get anywhere. And I know that. And you actually know that too. Well, you think that what you've been doing this whole time where you're using emotions to um, actually gain power over me, that because that's generally how it works is when someone gives an emotional experience or reaction to you, then you have one back and then they have the power, they have the control, they have what they want. So if you don't give them that anymore, because you're like, you can get as angry and upset and frustrated and you can, whatever you want to do, go for it. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, a participant in it. So let me know when you're done. And I think that's a really good one. If it's a child, that's the abuser. Is. Yeah. That's what I've been picturing the whole time too. Yeah. I think so too. Because, and that's generally like, that's parenting 101 in some, some ways is to, you know, when the child is having a temper tantrum, go, Okay, well, you know, go ahead and go to your room and let me know when you're ready to have a normal conversation. Like, that's what mm -hmm. my parents did for me, actually. I'm like quoting them <laughs> on this. 
And it's also just letting the child honor their feelings because it's it's really good to shy a child away from them feeling mad or angry, but I feel like they need to experience it and then reflect on it where, you know, you have a conversation with them like, hey, like, you know, you were acting this way. How did it make you feel? Like, did you feel good about it or did you not feel good about it? Yeah. And and then like kind of like dig deeper with, with them with working through with okay well next time you feel this way um try try doing something like this or take a piece of paper and start you know drawing something to let out your frustration or you you know get them get them punching gloves so they can you know right have this like like, release that they need in a different form instead of it being like a physical one if they are physically abusive or if they're verbally abusive i feel like they just need an outlet to find that will help them cope with their feelings Mm -hmm. for me when i was growing up it was always like crafting like making little bracelets or like doing puzzles that was kind of my way of letting out like my my feelings or just being unheard in a way because i got to be in this flow state and i felt like i was connecting with god or my idea of god at that time and i felt complete i felt whole and then now that painting because i i've never painted in my life if you're new to this to hearing my story but painting came to my life about two years ago and it's making me feel like i'm a child again i get to you know express myself through this creative flow and when i moved to hawaii i didn't really do anything that was like really hands-on crafty like yeah i served i did other photography but nothing that was actually like i got my hands dirty on something and created something from scratch and i feel like this concept of creating something from scratch is really fulfilling for me so i feel like some kids just need that extra extra formula to get them going like math was always my favorite subject because i because you got to figure something out from nothing and turn it (laughs) into something so complicated that not everyone could figure out so like it could just be like the personality trait that your child needs is they need something a little bit more stimulating in their life and when they're not stimulated, that's when they kind of act up. It's kind of like being hangry. You know, you're not getting enough of something and it's making you react in a really negative, negative way. Totally. Yeah. I like what you said earlier too, where, you know, you, I'm paraphrasing, but you were like, okay, so you all done with your tantrum and how did that feel? How did that feel for you? Was that a good thing or a bad thing? And one thing I want to advise to people is that a lot of times, you know, like, the way that you phrased that was super mature and super grounded and super relaxed and just like, oh, okay. So, you know, how was that for you? Right. It wasn't patronizing and it wasn't like, well, how was that? You know, like, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's so easy to go down at like an abusive path yourself. So you've, you've, You've really got to be aware of how you're saying these things, especially when you have someone who is highly emotional <coughs> and highly abusive. <coughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, so, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like mentally sending you, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <clears throat> 
so yeah, so, uh, but I run into that a lot is that when I am training people on how to react to others, they're like, oh my gosh, it's really hard for me to say it like you just said it because, mm-hmm. because, and that means that they're very emotionally charged as well. So they're tuning into their own emotional experience rather than being able to look at these, all the players in this situation as just humans. Oh, this is that human who's doing this weird thing. And this human's doing that weird thing. And there's another one over there who's doing this. Yeah, they're just humans. They're just trying their best. You know, they're Mm -hmm. just, they're all screwed up in their own ways. They were abused or they've had horrible situations or they've been sick or whatever the situation is that has caused them to get to this point right now. Yeah, totally understandable. I don't have to judge that like Mm -hmm. that. They're, they are really trying hard. So they and and they're doing it in a really terrible way to me but but that's just my judgment of the situation that's not real the reality of it so the reality of it is they are actually trying to do their best and they're just not very good at it so so you know okay let's give them a, a, a the benefit of the doubt and let's not be emotionally charged when i respond back to them Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really amazing if you can be standing there going, oh, is that how you feel? And then they start like, and there's like spit coming out of their mouth and they're like, this is, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Uh, how, and how does that feel? You know, like, and they, and they eventually get to the point where they're like, okay, this isn't working. Like I'm not actually making the progress that I, I'm used to making. So now, guess what happens? Paradox. They have to change themselves in order to get you to react in the way that you used to react Mm -hmm. or in order to get what they want. Now, all of a sudden, they might actually have to be nice. So you essentially ended up changing them, which is not really the goal because our goal, of course, is to change ourselves. But Mm -hmm. that is how that stuff happens because you've made it a deep change in yourself to not be emotional about whatever, whatever. And then now the rest of the world responds differently. And, Mm -hmm. and the other thing too is, you know, everybody has a gorgeous smile. There's every single human being has a beautiful smile. I have not, I, I have yet to see one that I go, you know, like that's a really ugly smile. You shouldn't do that. Right? Like, no, that doesn't happen. Everyone's got a beautiful smile. And so when you use that, it lightens everyone, no matter what they Mm -hmm. they could be ready to kill. And if you have a smile on your face, it's going to change their perspective. They're going to be like, whether I'm ready to kill, why are you smiling? And it's going to disarm them. So it's just another beautiful tactic to use. Yeah. And going back to, you know, if the adult is, is the one that's being abusive to you, it's kind of like, imagine them as a child, there's their child self and that they're, you know, reacting this way and talking to you as if they were a child. So like, how would you talk to them as if they were not necessarily a child, but like, how would you soothe this inner child of theirs? Right. And I think the whole soothing thing is like also approaching it from a point of unconditional love because you want to be acting through unconditional love because that's essentially what they really need. They just need more love within them. Um, and unconditional love is just another point of you know seeing who seeing seeing someone as themselves seeing them as who they truly are which is source and which is another form of you and like if you keep reacting to people because they trigger you then 
it also stems back to back to yourself because you're not remembering your true your oneness or your true self uh, most importantly all right you brought it back to the name of the of the podcast too you're you are the segue master always trying to get this topic <laughs> Good. topic and so people are like what are they talking about yeah what is this right right that's no, great yeah because remembering your oneness is a is a great thing to do in a situation like that is to be mm -hmm. like oh right they're just a different form of me and how mm -hmm. would i treat me in this situation how would i treat me if i were doing this mm -hmm. i would probably or how would i want to be treated while I was doing this. Yeah. Um, I would want to be not snapped out of it. Maybe, maybe that was your response. So then it's like, okay, well, how would I, how would I need to be snapped? What would someone need to say to me or do to me to snap me out of it? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you should try that. That's the other thing that's kind of awesome about all of this is you can just experiment. Like if you're not so wrapped up in every single result, oh, I have to get out of this one unscathed or alive or, you know, with my with my pride intact or whatever. Like if you have no conditions and every experience is just like this is just, you know, wild, fun, crazy, whatever. Let's just see what happens kind of approach then you've dropped fear, which is a great thing. And you've dropped expectations. And now just try stuff, you know, just while they're screaming at you, just suddenly go, boo, you know, and see, and see how they'd be like, what, what'd you just do that for? Right? Like it, it might snap them completely out of it. There's any number of situations or things that you could try, you know, get a mm -hmm. feather and tickle their nose. Like, you know, whatever, like start dancing, you know, like anything, these are weird ones. Right. But, but that's it. It's to illustrate the idea that not, we take we take this stuff so seriously, and we don't have to. Every experience can be a, a, a hilarious comedy routine, right? If you want it to be, just make it that way. If not, that's fine too. But know that you you are limitless in those situations. You can do absolutely anything, and then you'll learn more. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. When I took him with my nose, it made it worse. <laughs> he grabbed my hand and he, you know, like, okay, well, we don't want to do that. Right. So, so you've got it, but, but, but being open to it is, is I think uh, a wonderful thing. And, and it really, because we put ourselves in these little boxes, we think that, oh my gosh, I've got to get out of this. Okay. I've got to, I've got to calm him down or her down and I've got to do this sort of thing and that sort of thing. Mm, no, you don't have to do anything. You get to play. So might as well play. Mm. That's good. That's good too. I wouldn't necessarily agree with the full thing, but yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah, that I, into I, account. <laughs> I was using extreme examples, but but you still because you know, try saying something that you would normally not say just to see how they respond. You know, mm -hmm. the more, more the more information you have, the easier it'll be to react and, and work with somebody else. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And if someone really wants to practice that, you can easily get a job with customer service because people are always, <laughs> always, always, always nagging and complaining about something or, you know, harassing you. So it's right. a great way to practice patience and to forgive people along the, along the way. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea actually really quite a bit. It's just like doing uncomfortable yoga poses, 
right? Mm -hmm. Where you're just like, I cannot hold this anymore. I cannot hold this anymore. I'm still holding it. I hate this. I hate this. Oh, it's not so bad, right? Like like you hit Mm -hmm. that threshold where you go, oh, I can handle this. So yeah, mm-hmm. so so putting yourself in a situation that, that that makes you you crazy or miserable or whatever, to see how, how long you can handle it, or to then you might finally break through that threshold and be like, oh, I can handle this. If I can handle this, then I can mm-hmm. handle that, or I can handle that. Yeah, it gets really easy. Yeah, I one time had this one friend that kept repeating this one word to me or a phrase to me, maybe for about five or 10 minutes. And I was just like, I was like doing something and I would just be like, oh, it's whatever. I would just say something back to it. And he would just keep repeating that word until to see if I would break. And I like never broke. And he was like, how did you not break? Like people are normally so like irritated irritated so quickly, but I just have a very high tolerance for like i don't really care like i'm like i'm gonna awesome. see this in a different way right yeah like yeah whenever i'm playing with a child and they want to do that sort of thing right or like, like why 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 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah it's like oh because 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 let's just mm-hmm. dance around and have some fun and then they, they, they yeah yeah it's fun to be a child right because mm-hmm. being a child it releases an awful lot of crap we're so used to being adults and being and handling each other and being like mm-hmm. this. And I don't want to have this happen. And I'm kind of trying to protect from that. And this is ha- how I want my life to be and blah, 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 blah. Instead <laughs> to be able to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, let's, I'm going to push you down in the grass and you're going to push me down in the grass and let's just have fun and roll <laughs> around and, and laugh and whatever. <laughs> you definitely need more of that. Like, yeah, everybody needs more of, you know, rolling around in the mud and jumping in yeah. puddles type of thing. Yeah. Touching the fuzzy thing and, and watching the ants on the sidewalk and, you know, <laughs> licking a pop. What is that called? Like a, a Tootsie pop. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a, yeah. Like a frozen, a lollipop? Dessert. a frozen dessert is what I was trying to oh. say. What are those ice is cream? It... No, like on a stick. Popsicle. Popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had the word pop in it. <laughs> yeah you know how you yay popsicles like get excited and dance around like a child about whatever following, following the ice cream truck sound and right along. yes running skipping behind skipping. the ice cream ice cream was truck. my that was my savior when i was little i used to eat it for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> oh wow okay i was a ice cream hogger <laughs> <laughs> interesting I, I kind of never really got into the sweets thing a little bit, but not too much. So what did you used to do as a child a lot that made you happy? I actually, I actually, uh, well, I love to play video games. I mean, mm-hmm. that I could do that forever. But I also love to like create stuff. So I was always making like, you know, drawing superheroes or doing, you know, doing fun, like creative projects like that. So that's another one you can do. Grab mm-hmm. a paper and a, a marker or a, or a paintbrush and like you and and have some fun with that too it's it's cool that you said that you drew superheroes and you, now you're publishing comic books so it's like your your child self already knew oh yeah child <laughs> self is very much a part of a part of me self still that i still yeah. absolutely love all the things that i did as a child pretty much and and you know that 
that's where I followed my passion. When I was a, when you're a kid, you just yeah, righteous. You, when, when I'm a, when when you're a kid, you just do whatever you are excited about. Like, oh, let's go swimming. Let's go. Let's have a friend over. Let's have a sleepover. Let's build a fort. Let's you know play a snowball fight. Like blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like yeah, thing thing thing. I'm not caring. I'm not worrying about it. I'm just doing it because I love it. Pull that into your regular everyday life instead of. I've got to go to work and I got to change the oil and I got to do this and I got to do that. Play as much as you possibly can find ways to play. You know, like I'm responding to 6,000 people on TikTok. Every once in a while I say something really goofy or funny, or, you know, I just have some fun with it. It's not just, you don't have one, you have one, you don't have one, you have one, you don't have one. Like, Like I'm trying to like have fun with the people too, because otherwise that's going to get really boring. For sure. Yeah. It's like, remember what made you happy and try to still bring that to you in any state that you're in. Right. Maybe that should be uh, today's lesson for people, for our okay, viewers. Well, say, restate it. That should be our lesson for our no, viewers. No, no. What's, the, what's oh. the lesson? Restate the lesson. Oh, I didn't even get to it. But uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you did. I thought you kind of just said it. All right, go ahead. Well, because you said it, that it should be oh. do something that you did as a child that made you happy and do it this week and see how that plays with, you know, uplifting you or changing how you see life. Okay. So everybody who's watching and in the chat, do something goofy this week, juggle the oranges at the grocery store, (laughs) skip down the sidewalk, whatever. Jump in that puddle. Right. Make snow angels in the, if you're in the North, Throw um, a snowball at someone. Yeah, really hard, like an ice ball. <laughs> really try to hurt them. No, 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 no. Just um, and uh, and then let us know. Come back next week, and then let us know in the comments what you do. Yeah, Sharda, Sharda is gonna do it. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited to hear what people do. I actually do this exercise for my students too. I want to try something new too. I wonder what else made me happy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we do want ice balls. Okay. No, we don't. <laughs> I used to lick icicles, but there's no icicles in Hawaii, so I can't do that. Oh right. Well, you have to. You have to lick a popsicle then, like I was trying to say a minute ago. Okay. I think I. Well, it's raining now, so maybe I'll go jump in a puddle. I'll yeah. Go, okay. Nice. I'll go do that. Right. Or I'll go dance in the rain. Maybe I used to yeah. do that too. Yeah, that's a good idea. And it's crazy like, how many things you used to do. You can make that list be endless. Right. Yeah, you can have a pillow fight with yourself if you're alone, but you know, maybe if you're not alone. I was realizing that you and I both live alone, (laughs) so neither of us could really have a pillow fight. So we would have to have a pillow fight with ourselves. Oh man, you were worried that we weren't going to have enough to talk about today. I know it's just like flew by. (laughs) It really did. We got two minutes left. Okay, let's see. I've got a lot of crazy stuff going on. I've got the 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 free workshop in, in like an hour. And then I'm hosting the Awoken TV event, like four hours worth of this event on Saturday for the Equinox. Then mm-hmm. I'm also oh, appearing in this um, money thing, which is really interesting. I And I should have looked this up, but I don't remember all the name of what it is, but I'll post about it on my mailing list. So if you're not on my mailing list, jump on the website and, I'll, and you'll be in that. Um, anyway, 
it's like it's like helping people with the energy of money. So that's going to be a top. I've got like a 30 minute time slot to talk about mm -hmm. aligning with the energy of money. I'll be doing a, a, an activation for that, too, that will ha help um, reprogram your right brain, your subconscious mind to believe that you are aligned with the energy of money to help you not think anymore that money is hard to get or money is hard to come by, but to actually think that the that acquisition of money is super easy for you. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely want to check that out. Really good. Really good. Yeah, I'm working on a new collection and my most popular collection now has been energy portraits. So I'm painting people's mm -hmm. energy through abstract. And I've been getting lots of really nice releases from people. And um, it's really, I don't know, if you want to see, if you don't want to get a card reading, you can get a portrait reading with, a, you know, a piece, have a piece of yourself in your home. And That's then you'll really always, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll have to bring some um, examples next time so people mm -hmm. can see what you're doing. I would like to see it too. Yeah, maybe you yeah. want one, Zane. Maybe I do. <laughs> Except that I don't want physical objects. That's my, my that's really my issue is that that's people true. try to give me stuff and it's like uh I'm already out of space as it is. Like there's no way for me to put anything anywhere, but I appreciate that. Actually, um you need to fly here and you can paint it on my walls in the bed area. Because I don't have anything on like, you know, like I have this here. Oh, right, right, right. Part, but in the bed area, it's just plain wood so maybe you can fly out here because i'm not going to fly the van there it doesn't work that way uh mm. and then you could do that on the interior that would be cool challenge accepted that's something we can um work towards <laughs> yeah that sounds good all righty well thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to us ramble about random things but not too random because yeah, we you know what our job we were pretty on topic i'd say <laughs> yeah yeah we did good yeah thanks everybody we well okay i'm gonna say it this way we love you unconditionally <laughs> both monica and i and i didn't get her permission to say that but I know <laughs> yes i love you unconditionally as well yeah and we'll see you on the uh, next week bye bye i love